Hi, this is Dale O'Shields. Thanks for joining me for our edition of the Church Builder Podcast. Glad that you're part of this this time together. As again, we have in our uh, studio together with us today, Pastor Robert Berger and Taylor Berger from Lima, Peru. Welcome back again to today's edition of this podcast. Glad that you're a part of it. And we've been talking about, actually started talking about in our last episode, the power of filters when it comes to decision making. I think all of us in ministry uh, have to make decisions all the time. And the decisions, the decision process can really become stressful. It can weigh you down. It can frustrate you. You can uh, struggle with, how do I make the right decision that brings great the greatest uh, impact to the church or to my responsibility of ministry to people? And we're looking at the fact that filters help us to do that. We get the right filters in our heart and mind, and it helps us when a decision comes up to know the right pathway to take. So Taylor, talk about those filters again and what they are and define them again for those who perhaps have missed uh, the first broadcast. Basically what that means is so often we're, we're um, just dizzied by the whirlwind of having to make a decision right then, right now. And um, if you have a, a decision pre-made before you face that decision, like so in, in his case, um, the, the first filter is honor God and, and that, that helps you decide, uh, pre-decide before you have to really decide. Um, and his filters have been the biggest aid um, for me and, and young people on staff to be able to, to make the right decisions and not be, um, not be hyper-dependent upon every single nitpicky decision um, on Pastor Robert. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's been helpful. It's, it's made our church stronger in the end. And uh, I've actually I've made his filters my own filters, and I'm so thankful for him. That's awesome. So you've learned to uh, process decisions from the standpoint of the value system and the filters or, or the, uh, the the pre-decisions that help you to know what to do in any given situation. So you don't really always have to consult him, mm-hmm. uh, but you already have something that gives you the ability, the power to run forward, knowing the right direction to take. Yeah, it, it, it def- definitely fills you with confidence. Good. Because so often, am I right? Is this, is this the right decision or wrong decision? Mm-hmm. But if I if I um, can run with one of his filters, um, it's, it, to me, it's a game changer. Awesome. Well, Robert, you talked uh, last time that we were together, you talked about the honor God filter and uh, the most important thing that you ask yourself before you make any decision is, is what I'm about to do, say, go, think about, engage in. Is this going to honor God? If it doesn't, then you don't even need to go any further. That's the. If it does, then it, then you can proceed on to the next step in the in the process of making a decision. But that's the beginning point. So let's uh, let's go. That was you, you described that one as your number one, the most important filter of all. What would you say is your second most important filter when it comes to making decisions? For me, uh, one and two are they're steady. It's, okay, it's the second most important decision. To me, it's up there with number one. And like we're saying, decisions determine your destiny. Mm. So uh, that you are who you are today because of decisions yesterday. How true that is. Either decisions you made or decisions others made about you. Uh, Go back and, and say that again, because I think we have, we don't often put that in perspective. What, what you just said, repeat again, if you will. Yeah, it's either decisions you made that's made who you are today, or sometimes it's decisions others have made about you that has made who you are today. Okay. So if decisions determine your destiny, if you don't like who you are today, change your decisions. Mm. Mm. And the way to change your decisions is begin to run them through a process. 
Like I say, a filter makes a hard decision easier. It's still not easy because, you know, like we mentioned with Daniel, it still wasn't easy. It was just easier. I can't go there yeah. and honor God yeah. or do that or eat that. Um, so the second filter, it's uh, trust God. Trust God. Trust God. It's one of my favorites. I love it. Talk yeah. about it. Um, Unpack that for me. Have you ever asked the hard questions? And the hard questions are, let's go with the real hard ones. Um, what about the people that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ? Will they go to heaven? What about my parents? I'm not sure they received the Lord before they passed away. Will I see them in heaven? And we ask the hard questions. Now, what we're really asking when you ask those questions are, is God, are you going to be fair mm. when you judge us? Can I trust you? Mm-hmm. Can I trust that you're going to be an honest and a fair judge? And the Bible gives the answer in Revelation where it says that we all say at the end, just and true are your judgments. Wow. Nobody will ever be able to tell God that was unfair. Mm. I disagree with that. Wow. Nobody. Everybody will say in unison, no, that's right. Even the ones that were judged. The Bible says every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So when we ask about the trust God filter, it's just simple, just trust God. And if we bring that in for a landing in our everyday life, which all the filters have to, it's not just trust God for my future judgment or the time at the throne. Yeah. What happens where the Bible says this, but I want to do this, or what happens with I feel it's good, God says it's evil, or God says it's good, I feel it, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, and the, the answer is this, it's when God says to do something that you don't feel like, just do it anyway. Do it anyway because of the trust factor. Trust God. Trust God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trust God. The most obvious area is in the area of our finances. Mm. You know, it, it takes a while for a person to actually trust God with their tithe. Yes. Um, but it's a trust factor. Can I really trust that God will do what he said he would do, that he will stand on my side and rebuke the devourer, and he will open some windows for me and some doors? Can I really trust God? The answer is you can trust God. Yeah, actually, in that realm of life, that is one of the most difficult for, for people to, to grab hold of because, and I think we haven't helped at times in ministry, we've we've, we've sort of made it um, an issue of the finance and really isn't an issue of the heart and trust, really, in terms of being able to give to God. It's not really about God's not that much. He's not interested in your money. He's interested in your heart and that's an, uh, and, and your capacity mm-hmm. to trust in him. So in a very practical realm like that, it's, it's, it's really makes a difference in how you, how you live your life. In every area, if you are facing a situation with maybe a broken relationship, right? maybe a hurt, maybe somebody's wounded you, you've been, an offense has happened, um, and you're wondering, can I trust God? Hmm. Uh, I often use this um, in another area, and it cr- closely fits with another filter I have about don't, don't attack, don't defend. But what if this filter, what happens if I've been wronged? Hmm. And the Bible says, vengeance is mine, the Lord, you know, saith the Lord. Some of us translate that, vengeance is mine, God said so. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but um, 
the thing is, is can I really trust and hand that over to God, that offense? Can I really forgive? Can I really trust that God will do right yeah. for me right. when I've been wronged? And the answer is trust God. Just trust him. Trust his word in the process. Forgive that person. Take the extra mile. Uh, go the extra area. So the second filter is, is, to me, as important as the first. Number one, honor God. Number two, trust him. So uh, one of the, the, the culture that culture that we live in today, the world's culture, is very oriented uh, toward feelings and emotions and following my heart and doing what I feel on the inside. Taylor, maybe you can speak to that from a, a younger perspective, younger culture. I think there's a lot of that that is communicated in, in, in young people making decisions. Just go with your heart. Do what you feel like doing. Is yeah. that, do, you, do you see that a lot in the interaction that you have with the people you're ministering to? Oh, it's it's everywhere. I would say it's rampant, um, it, it, and it and it's made everything relative to your experience. When it when it's a, a convenience decision, it's a bad decision uh, most most of the time, right? And uh, and so where I where I read in in Proverbs three five, I believe it says, "Don't lean on your own understanding, but trust in the Lord." I gotta weigh weigh my understanding, what I view, how I view it, compared to what God says about it. And uh, when push comes to shove, uh, I have to surrender uh, my understanding and, uh, and and totally give to the Lord. And that's that's uh, t- today is countercultural. It is. That's a, that's actually a good word to use, a good phrase to use. Countercultural to come to the place that we're saying, you know what? There are times that actually I feel one way, but I'm going to do it differently because. A book tells me to, and that book is the Bible, which means that I'm trusting in the authority of God's word above yeah. my own experience, my own emotions, yeah. uh, my own thought processes. So we actually subject ourselves and surrender ourselves to a higher authority because we trust that authority and we trust the authority of his word to be at work in our lives. And I think it's, it's extremely important when we uh, are engaged in ministry that we help people to begin to di- differentiate between what they feel and what scripture teaches and how to navigate that in their life. So how do you encourage people along those lines? Well, going back to the heart issue, you know, sometimes our heart has told us to do some really dumb things. (laughs) A lot of dumb (laughs) things. Yes, it's true. And that's where you trust God because my heart can mislead me. You know, we've taken our heart because our heart felt us to go into that relationship and it ended up hurting, wounding us. So following your heart is it's dangerous. But if you follow something more eternal, you follow God's promises, you follow his word, trust God. Like Taylor said, lean not to your own understanding. Trust him, then it will turn out better. Absolutely. So Taylor, when you think about this in your own uh, your own life and, and ministry and helping other people to grow in this area, uh, talk to us about how that translates practically in, in ministry realms. Oh, completely. Um, so... Obviously, I work with my, my dad, and uh, the, the it's kind of funny that the talk of transition always kind of creep, creeps up in the conversation. Um, and me and him, me and my dad work really well together. Um, actually, better better than um, than I could ever even hope for. And uh, and so there's the I think we got ten maybe twenty more years together of, of as is just better together kind of a flow but sometimes I'd, i'll disagree with my dad i'll go hey uh, uh 
And I get frustrated because if, if I look towards me being the pastor of the church, this program is not going to serve me well. It won't fit me. Uh-huh. Um, but I have to, uh, every time I go into that kind of mind, mindset, the Holy Spirit goes, but you're not the pastor. Uh-huh. Wow. And so he's the pastor. You're not the pastor. Who guarantees that you're going to be here tomorrow? Right. And so I go, okay, all right. I, I'll, it, it, I'll, I'll tell him my mind. I'll say, hey, maybe this is a blind spot. Do, do you still want to go? And he'll go, yes, I love it. I believe in this. And my choice is, all right, I will build towards my parents, my mom and my dad, um, to- something set up for them that I know was not set up for me and trust that if God has me take over this church, that he will straighten the path before me and make it fit for me. Wow. So that's where the the real rubber meets the road because mm-hmm. it's not just an, a, a theory in your mind mm-hmm. or an ethereal thought that's out there in the in the mystical realm. It really does apply to things like trusting that if your dad's giving a certain sense of direction for the church and maybe it's not exactly what you would have done, you're able to flow with that because in the at the end of the day, you've got the filter. Yeah. And the filter is trust God. It's his business. Yeah, and uh, it's not it's not my thing. It's not my responsibility to to up uphold this church. It's God's church, and so I'm going to build towards the 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 anointed people, um, the ones who God has placed there. And if God so whatever chooses me in the future, um, then that's His business to make it work for me, not awesome. my business. Yeah. So let's just wrap this up. Maybe somebody's listening today, and maybe they're going through a really difficult time. Uh, in ministry or just in life, sometimes life just really gets hard and uh, challenging. So uh, maybe we can kind of wrap up today with a, just a ministry word to someone today who might be battling something that their feelings are one way, but uh, they know the right thing is is opposite of their feelings. What would you say to them today that might be the word that would really help them through this, this little moment in their life? It's just simple. Trust God. Remember Jesus when he was on the stormy sea. The disciples, Jesus had said to them, I'm going to the other side. Yes. And the storm came. And they had to trust in Jesus at that moment. So when our life is stormy, when it's dark, when we don't see the way out of where we are, trust God. Trust God. He's going to get you to the other side. He'll get you to where you need to get. Fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Robert Taylor, for being a part of today's uh, podcast. Thanks for being a part. We're so glad that you're here. And look forward to talking to you again next time on the Church Builder Podcast.